Welcome to the CGOB Sports Show podcast. On this episode, we're going to learn more about a wheelchair curling fundraiser happening this weekend in Winnipeg. And also, talk to Wyatt Bongiovanni of the Manitoba Moose on his hot stretch. As they're on a three-game win streak, he's on a three-game goal streak. That's all coming up on the podcast. It is the holiday season, season of giving. And this weekend, a local group is looking for your help at the Assiniboine Memorial Curling Club on Vimy Road. The First Steps Wellness Center is hosting a wheelchair curling fundraiser on Saturday. Earlier today, I caught up with Jonas Mark, the manager of the Wellness Center, to learn more about why they're hosting it. Ultimately, to bolster awareness surrounding the disability community, um, adoptive sport, um, inclusion, um, equity, um, all the things that we kind of don't typically realize or focus on um, if we're not living with it ourselves, um, don't have a family member or a friend that's close to us that is experiencing themselves or not working in that field. Um, so um, doing our best to um, create that culture of inclusive, inclusivity and togetherness um, and bring people from different walks of life together and uh, ultimately share share experiences and stories and uh, celebrate our clients' uh, rehab successes. So you mentioned this is the second annual. How did the first one go? You know what? The first one went a lot better than we expected. Uh, we hosted it in October last year, so it was a little further away from the holiday season. Um, but we were able to achieve our goal of raising over $10,000 last year, and we're hoping uh, we can repeat that success and maybe uh, make it a little better this time around. So is there a specific reason why curling was chosen as the sport to wrap around this fundraiser? You know what? Um, not super specific. Um, we find that um, the wheelchair curling is uh, an activity that people can participate in regardless of their level of function. Um, we use different assistive devices, um, different hand supports um, so that people can participate, whether they're dealing with a higher level injury where they um, maybe have impaired hand function um, or they're dealing with a lower level injury and they have full function of their arms and their core. Um, we find that it's uh, more of that all-inclusive nature. And there are adaptive sports, the, you know, like wheelchair basketball or wheelchair rugby that are a little more dynamic, a little more... Uh, required in terms of a level of function but uh, we find that the curling is uh, not an easy one but it's um, easy enough to get folks out there um, participating um, regardless of their level of uh, function and uh, worry surrounding it. It's also been a Paralympic sport that Canada's done pretty well at because you know we are such a curling nation. Yeah, exactly. And um, yeah, the, the Paralympic team, um, the ones that compete out of Manitoba, they actually practice and curl at the same venue we're going to be uh, participating in our fundraiser at. So uh, we're hoping for, for some of those folks to, to join us and uh, have a good day, have some lunch and uh, hear some here's some testimonials and some stories of our clients. Um, but yeah. Why is it important that people hear the stories of your clients and the people that are going through these journeys? Yeah, I, I believe it's I believe it's very important. Again, like you know, if you're not directly exposed to it, uh, you don't typically hear about it. Um, but there's so many things that you know, able-bodied folks take take for granted. And um, yeah, I, I mean, it ultimately allows us to kind of just you know step out of our own uh, situation. And I really appreciate all the things we do have um, because there's so many folks that uh, wish they could do even the most basic things. Um, that a lot of us do uh, just kind of willy-nilly uh, go for it and uh, accomplish no problem. So, Is curling a sport that you play? I don't play curling. Uh, my first exposure to curling was, uh, was last year at our first annual one, um, so I've never done any conventional curling. 
Um, the wheelchair curling is a little different in the sense that there's no sweeping, no approach to the hack line, no sliding on the ice. Um, everybody curls from a manual wheelchair regardless of their level of function. We get a push stick uh, secured to the rock, and uh, you essentially take your best shot at getting, uh, getting, to, uh, getting it as close to the button as you can. Um, but uh, it seems easier than conventional curling, and again, I've never done conventional curling, but uh, it is very challenging. <laughs> so you attempted to throw a rock with the stick then? Yeah, oh yeah, attempted to throw many rocks with a stick and uh, didn't do as well as I anticipated. Just say that. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, I curling it, it, it itself is, is hard enough to get the hang of. Now, sliding out of the hack is part of that. But, you know, just have the stick curling, it is a, definitely a skill. Uh, and I think if, if you gave any able-bodied curler the stick and said, okay, go try this, it would take a lot to get the hang of. So we're talking about a, a pretty a pretty solid skill set that you need to do this. Absolutely. Yeah, and uh, it ultimately, you know, you know, based on what our mission is, we, we deliver, uh, you know, innovative rehabilitative services to the neural rehab uh, community. And uh, we ultimately want to encourage them to, um, you know, regain as much physical function and independence and quality of life as they can, um, but ultimately open new doors that they might have never explored um, had they never um, sustained their injury. So um, just trying to keep uh, experiences open, keep that sense of community open and uh, allowing folks to, uh, do things that they might not necessarily think they can do or that they're necessarily comfortable participating in. If you don't mind, on the topic of neurological disability and rehab, just what, what do you, who do you work with? Who are the, the types of people you work with and the kind of injuries that you're, you're helping heal? Sure. So uh, we predominantly serve the spinal cord injury and uh, brain injury uh, population. So whether that's acquired or traumatic brain injury. Um, but we've expanded our services over the past half decade or so to um, include, you know, stroke, multiple sclerosis, spina bifida, um, various complex um, neuromuscular disorders. Um, and that is kind of our niche. We're very niche in the sense that we don't serve um, folks that are outside of those um, populations. And uh, we largely deliver activity-based therapy as our main therapeutic modality. Um, it is essentially an intensive um, activity-based exercise program um, that prioritizes regaining a physical and sensory function, um, but also a major focus on load-bearing um, tasks for the lower extremities and the hips, um, ultimately getting people out of their chairs doing things that um, they might have been told they would never do or couldn't do. And so this fundraiser this weekend then, where does the money go? So the money goes right back into um, supporting our clients as we are a nonprofit uh, charitable organization. Um, so um, in order to continue delivering uh, our activity-based therapy services at a, as an industry leader um, in the functional recovery field, um, we believe that um, we need support from the community. Um, we don't have a large surplus of funds and um, our services are very expensive for our clients. Uh, if you can imagine um, if you sustain a, an injury or you are living with a um, disability and a more severe disability, your financial capacity to earn might be diminished quite greatly. So um, always trying to find ways to um, kind of supplement or um, subsidize our uh, hourly therapy cost and um, make our services more accessible and more equitable for uh, anybody that could potentially benefit from using them. So if people want to check out this fundraiser, when is it, where is it, and how can they get involved? 
sure. Uh, the fundraiser is on Saturday, December 9th. We're starting uh, curling around 10 a.m., but we'll be there as early as 9 a.m., getting set up. Uh, you know, canteen will be going, the coffee will be going. Uh, you can find us at 940 Vimy Road. Uh, that's at the Assiniboine Memorial Curling Club in the Sturgeon area. Um, and you can contact me by calling me. Uh, should I provide my number here? Yeah, you can. Uh, if, you're, if you yeah, want to provide uh, it, you can provide it. Sure. Uh, so the phone number is 204-294-1722. Or you can simply find us on Instagram at, at FSWC Manitoba. Um, and you can shoot us a message on there if you're interested in, in attending, supporting in any way, shape, or form. Uh, we'd love to have you out and love to get you involved. Well, Jonas, appreciate you coming on the show tonight. Thanks for this, and best of luck with everything this weekend. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me, Christian, and all the best to the CJLB team. That is Jonas Mark. He is the manager of the First Steps Wellness Center. Again, that wheelchair curling fundraiser Saturday at the Assiniboine Memorial Curling Club. Wyatt Bongiovanni, the 24-year-old from Birmingham, Michigan, who has scored at all three wins in this is second full AHL season. I caught up with the centerman earlier today and started with a simple question. I kind of caught him off guard. Where are you right now? Oh, uh, I'm, at, I'm at home in, uh, in Winnipeg right now, just at my apartment. And how are you enjoying life in Winnipeg right now? I, uh, I enjoy it a lot, actually. Um, you know, I, before, before moving here, I wasn't really sure what to expect, but, um, you know, I found, I found some, some cool spots in the city and, um, you know, I'm living downtown and, and it's been great. So what does your apartment look like? Is it pretty sparse for someone that is not home like half the time? Uh, it's, it definitely could use a little, um, it could use a little spice on the, in terms of just like wall decoration, but no, I, um, I try and give it my own little touch and make things pretty cool. Uh, I have a lot of books around, um, some cool, cool lighting. And, um, you know, I, I definitely make my place, uh, you know, represent kind of my personality and my style. So are you someone that I guess likes to read in your downtime? Yeah, definitely. Um, and, and more so as of recent, uh, you know, it's, it's nice. Um, it's definitely a nice hobby and activity to do when you have downtime and during the season because, you know, it keeps your mind sharp. And I also like, you know, learning new things. So what kind of books are you into right now? Uh, I just finished reading Killers of the Flower Moon, which they just made a movie of. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that that was fantastic. And then the one before that, I read Kitchen Confidential uh, by Anthony Bourdain, and that was also fantastic. So I, I, I like a wide array of books. I, I would say I just prefer, um, you know, for me, the way I tell a book is, you know, whether it's good or not to me is if, it, if I want to keep reading it and if it, you know, kind of captivates me. Right. So because you read the book, are you going to want to go see the movie or are you someone who doesn't want to have the book ruined by a movie? No, I'm definitely excited to see the movie. Uh, I just got to find a time frame where I have, you know, three and a half, four hours set aside for it because it's a long one. 
but the story is definitely, um, it's definitely exciting and, um, it would make for a really good movie. Are you mostly just reading at home? Do you take the books on the road trips too? Uh, no, I'll bring it on the road. It's, it's nice to read at the airport. There's a lot of, there's a lot of downtime and, um, you know, times before bed where you can wind down with a nice read. Ever thought of starting a moose book club? <laughs> no, I actually haven't, but that's that's not a bad idea. We'll see who we'll see who the real readers are by doing that, hey? Absolutely. Uh, I would I I could not tell you the last book I read, which is uh, an indictment on my myself and my journey of of self-improvement, but nonetheless, uh we move along to hockey. You have goals in three straight games, Wyatt. Uh how do you explain the surge of offense? Um I think it's, it just starts with a really solid process. Um, you know, I, I take a lot of pride in preparing the right way every day, whether it's for practice or games and um, taking care of my body in any way that I can, um, whether it's with food or, you know, training, recovery. Uh, there's, there's a lot of different aspects to being a pro athlete. And, um, you know, the scoring, I think, is just a result of, of the hard work, you know, some of the discipline and then, you know, really getting into it. Uh, I've been shooting the puck more, um, definitely help from line mates and, and our team, you know, when our, when our team is performing well, it, uh, you know, everyone kind of, everyone kind of gets better from it. So when you score in three straight, I, I guess it makes it better too, that your team won all three of those games. Definitely. Definitely. It's, and, and, and even for me, um, to be a contributing factor to those those games and when scoring when it's important, um, it really goes a long way for uh, your confidence and you know your ability uh, to put the puck in the back of the net. You know when when it when it really matters. So you're heading to Calgary for a double dip tomorrow night and then Sunday afternoon. When do you head out for a, a game against a team that is not far from here? Is it tomorrow that you would head out? You wouldn't go in day of, right? No, we don't go in day of. We'll head out tomorrow morning and uh, we'll get there and we'll have the rest of the day in Calgary. Uh, typically we'll have a morning skate of some sort um, the day of the game and then game time. So you haven't played them since the, the first two games of the season. Since that was so fresh out of the gate, the film from those games, do they do they still carry value compared to if you played them a couple weeks ago? Um, you know, obviously it'd be, it would be preferred uh, if, if we had a more recent match against them. Although, you know, every team in this league is so, so good and so competitive that, um, you know, you know, naturally the teams, all the teams will improve uh, throughout the season. So, you know, same as our, our video for them, we wish we had, you know, from a game ago, but they feel the same way about, you know, seeing our video. And I feel like that we've taken major steps as well. So um, it's a funny thing. You can watch video of them playing other teams too, just to kind of gauge some of their tendencies and pick up on some of the habits and um, some of the systems they run. So how would you say you match up against the Wranglers? I think we match up well. Um, you know, uh, the Wranglers, they uh, they compete really hard. Uh, they're, they're hard on pucks, and 
Uh, they like to play in your face and, um, you know, it, it definitely makes for exciting hockey and passionate, emotional hockey. And that, that's, that's the kind of hockey you want as a player. You know, that's what's fun. Now, when you see a team have their goalie called up to the big club, like the Flames called up Dustin Wolf, do you see that and say, oh, we don't have to face him. That's great. <laughs> uh, you know, he, he definitely is a, he definitely is a good goaltender. So, um, you know, there is maybe a, a slight feeling of that, but at the end of the day, there's there's plenty of really good goaltenders in our league, so we know whoever we're going to face is we're going to see their best. And um, yeah, I wouldn't say that it's a it's a huge um, you know we're not we're not praying that he's not in. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you, you, we still we still would feel confident if he were playing. Right. Now, for your game specifically this season, six goals and, and six assists so far, I've already had more assists this year than last year in, in 56 games. How would you say your game has elevated over the course of the last year? Yeah, I think last year for me, it was uh, it was a really good um, learning experience. You know, I, I felt my game really improved throughout the course of the year and um, you know, and then finishing off with playoffs and unfortunate um, round loss against Milwaukee. But nonetheless, I think I, I, uh, I really improved my game and, um, you know, playoffs is kind of a different beast in, in this league and in the NHL. And, um, you know, whenever you can perform it in that time of the year, it's really important. So that gave me a bunch of confidence going into the, the summer to have a huge summer and train really hard. Um, you know, summer is a time to work on uh, your weaknesses. Um, and I certainly, you know, went into, went into it with, you know, a positive attitude and looking to uh, have a, have a good start to this year. How much of that is just getting used to the pace of the AHL now in your second real full season? Yeah, I think that's a huge part of it. Um, you know, it is a change. Um, yeah, it's, there's a learning curve there, no doubt. Um, I felt that my skill set was always there, but um, the way I'm processing the game um, and feeling more confident and comfortable in certain areas of the ice, and uh, I got to be honest, it's the mo- it's, it's an exciting time for me because I feel like I'm learning the most playing in the AHL and playing professional hockey. I feel like, you know, in college, it can kind of get mundane for a little bit just in terms of what you can work on to develop. Um, but here you see what works well, what doesn't, um, how how goals are scored, and, um, you know, just trying to be a student of the game, even when I'm on the bench during a game. Uh, so it, it, there's definitely a learning curve there, but, Overall, um, just the way I'm processing the game um, and the way I'm approaching it has been, it's led to some better results for me. Now, I have to ask you about the Manitoba Moose Christmas special, which was released to the world yesterday called It's Beginning to Look a Lot Like Christmas, which is a fantastic title that I'm sure they've been sitting on for a couple of years. Wow. Excellent job on the tinsel there, Torgerson. You too, Nikonen. I'm Torian. He's Nix. Right. 
we don't even look alike. Your thoughts on what the moose put out to the world? Uh, I mean, oh, I don't know if it's an Oscar-worthy performance, but it's pretty good. It was, uh, you know, there's some lines in there that, I mean, Malat did a really well, he did a really good job. Um, you know, it's funny. It was, uh, I know that the behind the scenes, I, I, it, I'm sure it took a while for them to get it right and get some lines right. But I think the final, the final product was, uh, very well done. Has there been some ribbing going on since the team watched it about who was in it and their lines? Uh, yeah, a little bit, you know, <laughs> natural, but, um, no, it's all in fun. And, um, it's, it's, it's funny to see some, you know, personalities in there, uh, get revealed. Now you weren't in it, right? I was not. Were you disappointed that you didn't get the call? I haven't told him that, but maybe a little bit. Hopefully, hopefully I'll get in the next one. All right. Well, wish you the best of luck. That means you're uh, you're still with the team and still performing well. Wyatt, appreciate your time tonight. Thanks for this, and best luck with everything going forward. All right. Thank you so much. As Wyatt Bongiovanni of the Manitoba Moose, they are back in action Friday in Calgary, and then Sunday afternoon in Calgary, 2 p.m. here on 680 CJOB. Well, thank you very much for listening to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. If you like what you heard, guess what? You can hear more every weeknight on CJOB from 6.30 to 9 p.m. Thanks again for tuning in. Subscribe if you'd like. We're available on iTunes and other places I'd imagine. So farewell until we meet again. Come on and thanks for all that they should. So sad that they should come to this. We try to warn you all.